0: Hello and welcome to With Relish here on the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm Harry Colley.
1: And I'm Aoife Allen. We're a fortnightly food podcast looking at Ireland's culinary industry and identity with a focus on the individuals that make it up. You can listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the show, please make sure to hit subscribe and write us a review or even better, tell a friend.
0: Make sure also to check out our new Instagram page at With Relish Podcast for more info on the show. On today's show, we're looking at the theme of mental health and food. Firstly, we'll be chatting to Eleanor from St. Patrick's Mental Health Services. Um, and then afterwards, we were talking to James Sheridan from the Canteen in Selbridge. Isn't that right, Eva?
1: Yeah, so I think this is a subject we're both very interested in. Mm-hmm. We talk about a lot at work and in our personal lives. Just, I suppose, the connection between what you eat and how you feel, yeah. um, which is one that I'm fascinated about, but don't know a huge amount about. And I'm trying to, you know become more in tune with myself like you know see how my body and my mind respond to different foods Yeah, um, not in a horrible scientific way just in a sort of anecdotal like, these are the things that if make i eat me better feel and take less caffeine and less alcohol and stuff do i feel better and like obviously the answer is yes yeah but about like trying to coach yourself into that state where you're actually a bit more mindful of what you're eating and then also we just really want to talk about mental health in the cooking industry, the industry. in professional cooking yeah like, it's such a hard job and we're at the really gentle can end, of it, but be, yeah. it's still a, it can still be a total nightmare. I mean, know? yeah,
0: I mean we are we are at the gentler end, but even to call it gentle mm. is I suppose it's a, a predominantly female kitchen, so we don't necessarily feed into that machismo bullshit that I think you find in a lot of other brigade yeah. system kitchens. We have no head chef, so there's no uh, hierarchy within there, yeah. um, and s- we work four day weeks most of the time. Yeah, so and we work
1: daytime hours. Like, yeah. we're pretty lucky. exactly.
0: So there's all this stuff. Yeah. So we still have that. You know. Our, High pressure jobs But it's not the same thing You're not not
1: terrorised Like you feel pressure In the moment Because there's tons of work To do really fast But you don't feel like Somebody's going to jump on you If you make a mistake No but I do
0: love What you described The other day At the end of a service <laughs> <laughs> the end of a really long busy dinner service mm-hmm. on a Wednesday. And that's one of those days where you're in working like fifteen hours at least. On your, like, wow. your own a lot
1: of the time, which yeah. is like On your own a lot of the time.
0: And at the end of the service you described that sensation of having a busy service as being hunted.
1: Yeah, feeling like a hunted <laughs> animal, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: when's it gonna stop? You know? Um, so yeah, and also, you know, we talked there about how it's um we don't have a macho environment necessarily at the Fumbly, but we like women in the kitchen and men alike like, we work like big, strong men, you know? Yeah. And I know that I'm very bad at asking for help in lifting heavy things mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So myself and all, all the women in the kitchen and yourself, we all put our bodies under unbelievable pressure. So in True. that sense, we are really macho. Yeah. We're just, we don't shout horrible, you know,
0: things at one another slags at each other yeah exactly just funny ones just
1: <laughs> funny and like really nuancedly <laughs> appropriate ones <laughs> yeah.
0: but um, yeah I suppose so sort of like you know thinking about how food can affect your mental health I think it's one of these cyclical things as yeah. well whereby bad health bad mental health can cause you to eat bad food and, and then you don't feel good about yourself by doing that so I think it's going to be nice to talk to Eleanor about that because as a dietitian yeah. she's the one who may be able to tell us a bit more about the relationship between food and
1: yeah and if there are ways to interrupt that sort of negative yeah. pattern that we can all get into. You yeah. know, we talked earlier about being tired and then eating badly mm. or forget, forgetting to eat properly during the day, yeah. especially at work, and then eating loads of crap late in the day. And then, like, feeling like crap, but wanting more crap to fuel the crap feeling. Exactly. (laughs) It's confusing.
0: Yeah. And then we got James coming in as well. And uh, James coming from a background of, uh, like, those kitchens that we're Mm. talking about, those high-pressure, macho um, kitchens. uh, And he's coming to talk to us about his own issues with mental health and how he's kind of dealt with those and the kind of kitchen environment that he's now created in his own place in order to help battle that um, system.
1: And it's really great that, you know, uh, I suppose a male chef from that background is going to speak to us so openly about and about his experiences and more of that, please. You know, and that era think, as well, because yeah. I
0: think you know we're talking about it fading away. I don't know if it necessarily is. I think yeah. people. I think that that as time goes on, it's getting much and much harder for restaurants to keep chefs. And I got a message from my mum yesterday, just as a joke, which is this restaurant in host, which was offering a five hundred euro reward for a chef who knows what he who knows what they're doing and will be there for at least three months. Wow Which was like So a,
1: like 500 joining fee pretty much a Pretty bonus, mu- yeah, yeah. yeah And I
0: think it was kind of a or joke Or that's just your pay for three months <laughs> <laughs> Oh I wouldn't put it past them Yep <laughs>
1: It's actually a stash when you turn up Sorry but you do get 500 credit <laughs> cash at the end If you stay for three but months But 500 quid
0: <laughs> cash like joining fee Is what they were yeah. offering Just to get somebody in You have to be there for three months yeah. I reckon it was a joke I don't know Actually it wasn't Maybe yeah. yeah Yeah. Anyways look we should crack on And we should talk to the guys Yeah Great
1: so welcome Eleanor Sutton. Thank you, hello. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> so I suppose we wanted to kick off talking about um, f- like specifically food and diet and its relationship with mental health and how often I can find myself when I know that I'm going into a bit of a spin and I'm not having like, great mental health, I can eat really poorly and I suppose I'd like to know sometimes is it the poor mental health that might cause the bad eating or the bad eating that can feed into the poor mental health.
2: So I suppose from my point of view and from sort of looking at the research in diet and mental health, it's probably a bit of both. So we know humans, we like food Mm -hmm. and we know we have a positive and negative relationship with it. And we know that, you know, if you eat a big salad, you'll probably feel a bit better because you're like, oh, look at me eating healthy. And then if you go and you have chips after a night out, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. So Mm -hmm. we tend to be sort of hard on ourselves when it comes to food and bad and good. We know that some of the research suggests that certain vitamins, certain minerals, nutrients are more important to protect against depression. And we know that when people eat certain foods, they're less likely than maybe to report poor feelings of mental health. But it's not just, I suppose, a one an answer fits all. Absolutely. I mean, I yeah.
0: suppose I knew that that was going to be the case when I said it. would be lovely to be able, to be like, oh well, actually, <laughs> it's carrots. Yeah, <laughs> carrots cause depression. <laughs>
1: yeah. I would be devastated. If that was true. <laughs> you would. I eat a lot of raw carrots. Um, yeah,
0: that would be a lovely, <laughs> like, like a clean answer, and then and then yeah. we could just all and go then home. Everyone would be better. <laughs> yeah. but, like,
1: actually, as you alluded to there, um, we make poor food choices. Like, we eat things that we know and do things that we know are bad for us. Yeah. Like, humans are drawn to like narcotics and <laughs> tobacco and alcohol and crappy food. Mm-hmm. So I think even if carrots do cause depression, we'd still be having we'd an occasional carrots. like, mezze of hummus in front of us here and now. And we'd just be <laughs> chowing into... No, but it's <laughs> funny, isn't it, that we are kind of drawn to things that we almost instinctively know can be a bit harmful. So, Elner, you mentioned there are certain vitamins and minerals that are proven or seem to boost mental health. Can you tell us a few of those or some foods that are useful for people to kind of introduce into their diet?
2: Yeah, so we say that it can't... Fixed mental health and diet is kind of one of the cornerstones and it can help. So it can sit alongside recovery. So along with your psychological therapies, your therapist, you know, medications, diet is another thing. Obviously, I would be saying is quite important. Mm. Specific studies um, have found over the last couple of years that specific vitamins, minerals. So we know things like iron. So if your iron stores are good, then you're more likely to feel a bit better and have more energy. Whereas people that are iron deficient become a bit lethargic, a bit tired know feel as well so you know we know things that are iron rich are quite important so we know chicken some red meat fish eggs to a lesser extent than the spinach and the green leafy vegetables mm. they're quite important as well um so kind of iron is a good one it's a nice simple one to start off with um particularly i suppose with the rise of vegetarianism and veganism it's quite important you do get the alternatives to the meat irons just to keep your iron stores good and keep your one of the most important things in mental health is kind of getting enough sleep and kind of yeah. iron and tiredness ties in yeah. with that yeah okay mm.
0: iron is related to sleep I think I did not know okay well that explains that I don't know I just because I'm, th- I'm thinking about this as you're saying these things I'm thinking about my yeah. own relationship with food and my own relationship with my own mental health and which is like often very good but times gets mm-hmm. bad and sleep deprivation is a big one for me I know that that's the case that I will be up all night when yep. I know I'm supposed to be in work at 7 o'clock in the morning yeah um, having f- a big think. Having a big think. Just being yeah. real Love haunted. big middle of the night thinks <laughs> yeah. are great. And you're like, oh, it's
1: 4am and I'm still thinking That's about nothing. <laughs> this is wonderful. Oh, no. Yeah, they're great. Mm. So, Elner, what broad diet would you say is the most useful if people are trying to just, not, not even necessarily, like, you know, if people are just trying to boost their overall well-being, their physical health and their mental health, like, is there a particular strand of diet that you would that you would recommend like the Mediterranean diet or anything else like that yeah so
2: spot on the Mediterranean diet mm. um, aspects mm. of that are very useful in mental health and um, specific things with it are would be the type of fat so we know our brain is
1: made up of about 50% fat I did
2: not I know I did that. not know that that's mm. fascinating 50% fat
0: mm. sounds delicious <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's why people eat brain sandwiches in Cairo <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So now we know. I just yeah. thought it was weird. Okay. <laughs> um.
2: So we know that the type of fat you put in is going to affect brain function. So particularly things like um big technical words, but mono and polyunsaturated mm. fats, which basically for you or I mean, olive oil, rapeseed oil, walnuts, almonds, and the avocado, which is still I think as popular as ever. For yeah. <laughs>
0: We know it's, it's peak <laughs> avocado, though it's about to go into decline. Yeah, yeah. I was really looking forward that. to it. Yeah, bye. I'm over it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually don't
1: like eating them anymore. That yeah. that happened a month ago mm. after ten years same. of going go go go. Yeah, gone. Yeah. I'm yeah. over them, and I'm over the yeah.
0: relationship that people have with that them, the world and, and what they're doing. doing to Mexico. Yeah, yeah and they're what, what they're doing is yeah. the water. Like, yeah, yeah. They're Yeah, yeah, very much so. They're bold, but for now, they're still good for mental health.
2: Yeah. So in terms of
0: sorry, avocados.
2: So I mean, other things as well, like um, Brazil nuts are quite good because they've got a lot of selenium. So Mm -hmm. people that have low levels of selenium are more increased likelihood of um, suffering from depression. Um, So selenium in the form of Brazil nuts is really good. Um, Is that a mineral, Sorry, Just selenium is a mineral. Yeah. yeah. Um, And it's a trace element, so you don't Mm. need it in huge amounts. But a couple of Brazil nuts a day, or even the Brazil nuts covered in chocolate. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they're good for you. Yeah. Or fish so again going back to the fats your um omega-3 fats so they're an essential fat so that means you can't make them in your body you have to get them externally so salmon or uh, mackerel or um other oily fishes that we don't tend to see so much in ireland maybe like um herring or things like that that aren't as popular um, Mm. but the easiest one is salmon so one to two portions of salmon a week are going to give you omega-3 and that's been quite beneficial and we know people with mental health are more likely to suffer from like heart disease and cardiovascular disease and omega-3 fats are quite heart protective yeah so they're good for your arteries yeah um as well as the nuts and the avocados okay. and rapeseed oil which is grown in Ireland and mm. it's quite easily available looks Yeah, n- looks nice looks it nice. is nice and yellow yeah yeah, yeah the simple stuff yeah, yeah.
1: Well, like, mm. i think people just are yeah. very we're very disconnected from our bodies in a way aren't we like humans don't listen to their bodies as much as they might should, do yeah. as mm. much as they should oh no i know so i am y- yeah like i go through periods of like knowing i'm exhausted and knowing i feel kind of permanently like even without alcohol, just feeling permanently hungover. You yeah, know what I mean that feeling mm. of just being groggy and grumpy and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's nearly always that I'm working way too much, eating pretty much nothing early in the day, yeah. and then like eating something really crap at the end of the day. Yeah, and it can take four or five days of feeling like that to take a step and go. You are doing this yourself, people. Come on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's just this is exactly thing that
0: can be solved by
1: by eating well and regularly and sleeping properly. Yeah, you know. And it's actually it's always as simple as that for me, but it can take a while for the body to go. Come here. Stop doing this. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. And those are supposed
0: yeah. are, are like maybe the, the things that come with our job is the yeah. feeling of being overworked and yeah. uh, tired and that kind of stuff. But I suppose if somebody is
1: But you're Harry, I was like that when I worked at the BBC and sat at a desk all day. You know? Okay. I'd like work all day, drink loads of coffee and then eat some Tesco cake for t- <laughs> dinner you know yeah. mean? because I was too tired to cook anything. Sometimes maybe- and then I go through bursts of like Hail um, everywhere, you know, it's yeah. just inconsistent.
0: I suppose I was thinking of somebody maybe in like with clinical depression and uh, kind of in like the lowest of lows and one of those really difficult ruts to get yourself mm. out of. I suppose it might, like it must be a really difficult thing to have to go to your diet mm. at that point when you like that's yeah. the last thing I really want to mm. be doing now.
2: and you know when you see people who have quite severe de- end of depression, they don't feel like eating. Yeah. And they can't make they can't bring themselves to eat and they don't, you know, they don't want to cook, and they probably rely on convenience foods. And then they say, "Oh, I'm eating a lot of ready meals. They're really, really bad." Mm. And I turn around and I say, "Look, it's better you eat something than eat yeah. nothing." Yeah. So I don't tend to demonize food. So I say, right. if you want to have a ready meal, or you want to have a bag of chips, or you want to go and get a sandwich with egg mayonnaise because that's what you feel like, mm. then I would say go and eat that because yeah. it's better to eat something than eat nothing. Our brain relies on a steady supply of glucose. Mm. Glucose is preferred energy it comes from carbohydrates so your bread rice pastas you know wedges things that kind of thing like Mm. they're going to give you the energy so even if you don't feel like eating a bowl of avocado and kale or something (laughs) eat something Mm -hmm. you know go to the shop if i feel like crackers popcorn you know that's the kind of thing that i do every day that it's simple stuff
0: and i suppose yeah it's not about demonizing the like if somebody is a bit vulnerable and feeling that way if you're kind of like maybe indulging in stuff that you know isn't good for you don't Don't feel... Like, don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself yeah. up, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's very nice advice. That is nice advice. I'm glad to take yeah. that away with <laughs> it. Like, like, yeah. Only oats. <laughs> that is the answer. <laughs> I, do,
1: I love the advice, though, about... Or kind of the knowledge I have now about the fat in the brain. Because I just didn't know that before. I knew that oily fish was important. And I knew that Brazil nuts and almonds were really good for mental health. But I just had no idea why. And now that I understand it, I think I'm going to actually start abiding by that that your brain is half fat rather than half yeah. yeah
0: I like an old um, smoked mackerel yeah. all yeah, the smoke time mar- I so get smoked mackerel mar- mar- and I get it from the middle yeah, yeah, it's, yeah really, it's, really it's really good. yeah um, and that's really good in, like tin sardines I love uh, tin sardines uh, and I toast with garlic tis- mayo. same oh, right so really <laughs> naff and I'd have that at like well one o'clock Any in the morning time. when I should be in bed but, but you're <laughs> boosting your mental health by doing yeah. it and it's,
2: it's cheap like you know a tin of mackerel you know is is very simple and mm. it's quite cheap and mm. it's really good for your mental health and for your heart health and so I suppose a lot of people go to the health food shops or go to shops and spend a lot of money yeah on a lot of things, and sometimes if you pull back and you have a bag of pistachios and you have a tin of mackerel, you know, yeah. these are yeah. kind of things you can dip in and out of because, yeah. Yeah. and they're super tasty. Yeah, like they really are. I think also, I do a get, and
0: like, I don't know, there's something about when I eat a bit of mackerel on toast or something like that it might be like a nice bit of bread like a bit of scale bakery bread yeah, or something like that and i'm eating that and i'm like this is very mediterranean <laughs> yeah. i say proudly to myself yeah look as i'm me. having like a little snack on bread with olive oil i'm like my olive god yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> look how sophisticated i am
1: yeah. <laughs> so Eleanor you mentioned that you never you don't demonize food and you would never kind of you know you try to be gentle with people when they're going through mental mm. health issues um around their diet but gently is that are there some things that you could advise people to avoid if they can or to eat less of if they can and just wind some certain things down in their diet I
2: yes, suppose from the point of view of the overall irish like health statistics we know the heart disease is a problem and we know that's linked to kind of cholesterol and um you know carrying excess weight and our increased rise in diabetes and i suppose the one thing i would say to people is being very careful with things like top of the food pyramid kind of stuff mm. so things that give you quite a lot of calories but don't give you much else. So while you get calories in nuts or you get calories in fish or you get calories in bread, they're also giving you the B vitamins, the Mm -hmm. folate, which is quite important in mental health. But the top of the food pyramid tends to be what we call, don't like the word, but empty calories. Mm -hmm. But they taste nice. And as humans, we like them. But kind of being careful around those because they have kind of trans fats added to them and saturated fat, which, you know, can line your lining of your cholesterol or Mm -hmm. line your arteries. So Things like you know sweets, cakes, biscuits, um, you know cream slices, that kind of thing. Chocolate oh, cream, oh, cream slices. slices. When you just said so that. they like, lovely, Ooh. like like a coffee <laughs> slice. <laughs> <laughs> They're <quiet>. probably good for <laughs> you, <quiet>, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: yum. Mm. Um, so those in
0: like moderation, or yeah. minimal. Or keep immense.
2: them like keep them for a treat, one to two yeah. days a week. Um, okay. And
0: it really it's does fun. make sense when you think about mm-hmm. it that that, and we we all know with our own individual relations with food, there are some things that make you feel good and some things that make you feel bad. And that if you're particularly vulnerable at any moment, anyway, that um, feeding into those things that mess there don't make you feel good. So I suppose yeah. with this, is, it's a lot of eat the stuff that makes you feel good at that time.
1: And Eleanor, I'm just wondering this I, I know there are no quick fixes in mental health, but are there any kind of snacks that you'd recommend to people who experience bursts of stress in their jobs or like, you know, real dips in energy? Are there any just kind of handy things that you'd recommend to people to keep in their bag if their inclination is to reach for something? a Mars bar when they get exhausted you know which is very or a can of coke or whatever what would you recommend people just have with them because I think that's a really good thing I started carrying nuts around with me a few years ago and it stopped me buying as many packets of crisps and stuff. You know, I still yeah. buy them sometimes. But <laughs> yeah. I, I just like, that. you know, when I have that, I'm like, and I've developed a real taste for them. So is there anything else that you recommend?
2: Yeah, I suppose handy snack things. I always, like, I always use the example of how bad an orange is for a snack. You know, if you ever try and eat an orange on the Lewis. Yeah. The bins, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your yeah. Hands are ruined.
1: Clothes are ruined. But you smell great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. all those beautiful oils all <laughs> over <laughs> you. Like, I'm so <laughs> fragrant.
0: Oranges and you and the people the <laughs> there, Angie, <laughs> yeah. You. yeah.
2: Oranges are really, or a mango. Totally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere and it's impossible to feel. Yeah. So <laughs> my recommendations are not oranges and mangoes. Okay. No. Um simple things. What's really good? Oat cakes are really good. Mm. They come in packs of four mm-hmm. and their oats are really good because they're high in beta gluten, which again is very beneficial for your heart. And oats are high in fibre, and oat cakes are really good one to bring with you and just kind of have as a snack. Um kind of cheese triangles are quite good mm. with crackers. Um a lot of the cracker companies and that do all nice kind of kiobata crackers now or yeah. um won't mention brands but there's kind of a pumpkin seed cracker that's okay. kind of green pumpkin seeds are another one they're okay. high in magnesium magnesium is another one that's sleep. linked to mental health and I sleep. knew this
0: one sorry just when you mm. say pumpkin seeds somebody once told me like that'll make you happy now and I was like I, did I told <laughs> you
1: I said they're natural antidepressants take a big
0: thing. handful of mm. them and
1: I do that every time I go into the stables of work I have a handful of pumpkin,
0: pumpkin seeds, and seeds and for my mental well-being come back thrilled mm.
1: come back like woo <laughs> <ecstatic> <laughs> with
2: or like you know sometimes I make up Kind of rocky road with kind of dark chocolate, pumpkin seeds, yeah. you know, apple, anything kind yeah. of not, yeah. not your traditional rocky road, but you know you can do kind of not. You can and add seeds. those things if there's yeah. things that
0: you know, like if, if your your almonds and your Brazil nuts and your pumpkin seeds and things that you know might be like particularly good for that. Yeah. Put them in your granola mix, yeah, something yeah, like that that we um, all have at home. That <laughs> rocky road
1: <laughs> that you mentioned there, I did one like that with a class recently in one of my healthy eating classes, and it was gorgeous like shredded coconut, pumpkin seeds, yeah. sunflower seeds, dark chocolate, and cranberries. Like yum. That sounds yeah, like not lose. even pretend yum. Yeah, lies. just actually yum. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Not like, Oh my god, it's, it's so good. I can't uh, believe it's so vegan. Good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm, so you're just oily. Being really polite. <laughs> yeah. it's
2: um, so kind of that kind of thing I've said to people, kinda of snacky things. Eleanor, thank, you, not, so thank you so much for coming in and chatting
0: to us. It's been great. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah I
1: think this is gonna be really helpful to people listening at home. Like it's just a subject that's people don't know a huge amount about, okay. but mm-hmm. I think people are starting to become really curious about yeah. making that connection. there's more studies coming
2: out, I'd say, in the last five or six years. Um, There was a big, the SMILES trial, it was done, um, this particular one that's the first kind of randomised control trial in diet and mental health for depression. And even Googling it, there's a researcher in Australia, um, Felice Jacka is her name, and she's got lots of videos on YouTube and she's kind of dedicated her life to diet and mental health. Oh, amazing. Um, And you can listen to kind of you listen to me for a walk you know you yeah can absolutely kind of yeah, what's yeah. her name again Felice Jacka Jacka amazing. yeah Great. and she's kind of the the leader in the field of and hers and is the smiles yeah. trial yeah yeah she so some even Google smiles trial They'll yeah it, it comes up Brilliant. and it's, it's, it's quite easy it's not like 100 pages of, yeah, yes. of a study you can get the conclusion okay. bits and it's more about the Mediterranean diet and how much how many grams of vegetables and grams of fruit mm. but you you know by eating more fruit and bed you don't have to weigh yeah. everything out yeah. you know okay that's amazing thank you so much thanks so much
1: Okay, so for our next section, we're joined by James Sheridan from Canteen in Selbridge. James has really kindly agreed to come in and chat to us about his own personal experience of mental health um, related to his work as a head chef and restaurant owner. Owner, parent. Uh, Yeah, okay, and all (laughs) those things, exactly. And that's actually a really crucial part of it, like all these various life pressures. Extra life stuff. Extra life stuff, yeah. And I guess, you know, Harry and I, we were chit-chatting just before we came on mic just there about how Harry and I at the moment are working in probably the gentler end of the kitchen industry. But man, Over-some. we feel the pressure as well. Totally. You know it's easy enough for us to talk about our stresses. You know, after shift. We tend not to talk about them during it, we just Crack through, on with it, yeah. Crack on with it, but we are in the gentle field. You worked a lot over the years in the much tougher, more typical, macho, intense, Those were the hierarchical kitchens, that, kitchens
0: that I came up in, yeah, the yeah. hierarchical uh, things. As indeed I did. And, exactly, yeah. And And knew always knew that they didn't suit me yeah. necessarily. They weren't uh, places that I flourished very well okay. in and uh, the hyper-macho environment that it was, you know, intimidating and prohibitive and uh, kind of didn't allow for... You know, my own expression, my own kind of Your cooking creativity. comes through, my own creativity yeah. and it, it, it limited all of that. And so I, I worked in that in that field for a couple of years and then found myself moving away from it.
3: Well isn't it wonderful in Ireland now that the, the breadth of the food industry here allows for that. Yeah. There was time fifteen, twenty years ago, even you know, even you'll remember it, where the there was four kitchens, five kitchens maybe you could go to if yeah. you really wanted to progress within Ireland. If not you had to leave. So yeah. isn't it great that the breadth of the industry now where creativity is is on all levels as opposed to just that kind of Michelin level and yeah. this is absolutely, how it yeah. is and,
1: and also that there are far more kitchens that are female friendly and you know I I decided to train as a chef when I was thirty one which is crazy thing to yeah, my <laughs> uh, word like, well, I absolutely love it because I think simply because I found myself working at the fumbly which is like female,
0: female friendly kitchen um, consistently creative co- consistently yeah.
1: creative there's no head chef we do pretty much whatever we want once we do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a supportive environment. But having said that, I still feel the pressure. Absolutely. Not after work, it's always within. And then I walk home and go, sleep easy, which is absolutely amazing. Which, yeah, is which is amazing. probably the not most what I could do in previous <laughs> yeah. jobs, no. Yeah, of course. So James, I just wonder, could you, you've spoken quite openly about your own experience of um, mental health difficulties, and I'd love to hear a bit more about your story.
3: Yeah, I guess, first of all, within my family, there's, there's a history of, of mental health issues. And obviously with mental health, there's extremes, you know, and I would like to think that I'm on the, the lower end of it compared to some some of the experiences I've seen within my family. And, you know, I'm open enough about that and they're open enough about that. I think the first time it happened was in one of these high pressure jobs, you know, it's um thing. You have your problems and have your issues like everybody else does, but then you find yourself not being able to sleep at night. And then when you can't sleep at night, you obviously you can't function during the day, mm-hmm. and when you can't function during the day, then there's there's no answer to any problems. Yep. and with that comes dark, dark thought. You know, yep. you go into a dark place, and the first time that came about was in a in a previous job about ten years ago, maybe, and and there was just no way out other than to walk away from it. Okay, and and I had to walk away from it, and with that comes the self esteem issue, and the need to rebuild yourself effectively and that's what i had to go and do it i had to go rebuild myself and my self-esteem and my head and basically everything holistically around myself in order to get back on my feet again and when when that came up uh i had the support of my family but it was overseas so there was no support system around and i guess in retrospect you do learn a lot from that as to what you need around you it's not just a matter of take this pill and you'll feel better yeah, you know absolutely. it doesn't and, and we try not to work I, I certainly now I try not to live like that I've never tried to live like that you know I've had I had to put a, a a system around myself at that time to to cope and to feel better and certainly as you say you came into this business at 31 I'd say I was a little bit younger than that when that happened Really thinking about walking away from it, you know, and entirely, entirely walking away from it, you know, okay. and and I really didn't want to because I do enjoy it and I still enjoy it. Like I, w- I you can't possibly do it unless yeah. you like it, unless you love it, in unless sense. you absolutely yeah. love yeah. it. You cannot possibly do it. I think I put myself in a position then where I wasn't going to encounter that again. Until you become self employed. And then Mm -hmm. everything changes. You know, it's a different set of pressures and such. But at the same time, I certainly feel that and I have always felt that the only way for me to go forward one of the big lessons I took from the original thing is that I never want to work for somebody again. Okay. Ever. I will when I put my head above the parapet again, it will be my own name. Yeah. And I won't be working hard for somebody else and no one will take the credit for what I do. With that comes an enormous amount of pressure so i think the last time around and particularly the time that i've I've spoken about recently in the times and uh, throughout throughout those years it's managed and it's managed carefully it's managed through diet it's managed through exercise it's managed through all these things our son was born in 2015 he's three now he was three in march and we moved back to selbridge and i mean the pressure all of a sudden is ferocious again you think that you, you look around and you just don't feel supported, and and everything went black on me again. I think yeah, it went really dark for a little while. I think that once you let one thing get into your head, I think you're you're all you become unreasonable with yourself and with those around you, and it was very hard this time to put my hand up for help because this time, it I felt like every all it's all on me. If I don't get this right, it falls apart for everybody.
1: So you would um, essentially opened your own business and become a father roughly around the same uh, time. Well, or? no,
3: we opened in Black Rock in 2013, and the okay. pressure is a little bit different out there. We managed to open up. There's no pressure out there really. We opened up there without any, with our own money, with no mm. debt, and there's no. But you're way out, really out there. A, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're
0: way out there on a limb, and then you've got a, a, a dependent. Yeah. Uh, then
3: the dependent comes along, and I, God of all the brilliant things he's, he's brought. All the greatest thing, the greatest moments of my life have been in the last couple of years since he's been born. But all of a sudden you pile this pressure on yourself. And we live mm-hmm. in, in, in Ireland and there's no there's no getting away from the fact that to be 30-something in Ireland and, you know, trying to find somewhere to live and yeah, all of so a rubbish that goes with it. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it brings its own pressures. But this time around, just things went black. And I couldn't, I could always get my way around it through one thing or another through exercise huge believer in exercise yeah. I mean, multi-marathon runner Ironman the whole lot kind of probably to an extreme wow. um, and I just could not get my way out of it and I could talk and you know you're in real trouble when what, things that just seem so unreasonable just and you know and you think you know they're unreasonable but to you there's, there's just no way out you yeah. know And yeah. to the point where things went you know they go very dark and and you, you think terrible things. And I, I don't know if I mean if I'm jumping around here a little bit, but I think when we got to the the business and into Selbridge and I think the extra pressure of having all the staff and, you know, we do a reason a huge bank loan. There's nothing we can't solve. Yeah. But when you let these things get on top of you, there's no way out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, totally. that, and that's what happened to me particularly. And I have a, my soon-to-be wife the poor woman just doesn't know how to deal with this. She yeah. doesn't know she looks at me and she doesn't know what to say to me, you know, or, and I don't know how what to say to her, how to get out of this and and we're we're in this position of being self employed where you can't just ring in and say Hell I'm no. gonna be That's the really I'm scary gonna thing. be in, in yeah. I'm going up to Pat's for a few weeks to straighten yeah. out or I'm yeah. going up to the one up in Lucan just to straighten out for a couple of weeks and that that's just not available to yeah. us, you mm-hmm. know, and you, if there's it, so in a way a lot of the pressures aren't unreasonable, <laughs> you know, it's Yeah. It there's a real thing and things. you're
1: struggling to, to manage. When we with were them, stro- yeah. And not only
3: that, you know, when I'm well, these pressures are no problem. Yeah. I, they bounce off me and then I get myself into a then I was getting myself into a position where the whole world's about to fall apart on top of me and 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 I just know this is unreasonable and that's really when I had to go get more medical help again yeah. the second time and this is the, probably the second time I've been medicated for it yeah. and I, I try not to deal with it like that. I really don't I, I believe in diet and exercise and all that but there are times where you just can't get out of it hmm.
1: Well, I have a good friend who's a psychologist and we were discussing something recently and she said to me the, the antidepressants or medication can be your your life boy your and then therapy yeah. exercise, diet etc can be you swimming back to shore you know, oh, okay. And I thought that was an excellent analogy because yeah. she said sometimes somebody y- will just need, need to be, the medication y- for a period to stabilize and then get back into that routine. And it's not even a long them, time. time and, it's, I, yeah. and,
3: and, you know, I, I think that one of the ironies of it is, is that you feel you feel like I'm letting myself down taking the medication, you know, and
0: uh, but I think that's like
3: it's a that, last resort. That, but, it's, but it's one of those. That analogy
1: kind of... really explained it to me for, from this woman who is a. Uh, CBT therapist and therapy is absolutely her practice yeah. but she said no antidepressants are really useful there's sometimes time sometimes you just need them just to get yourself to, out of that hole to, and to then get
3: yourself ahead. back on a level again yeah
0: but and there's the the idea of that being a failure to take the medication. I think that's something that's bred from kitchen culture as well. That there's this kind of like macho strongman kind of thing. I mean, work through it. Like, well, work through. It, it. Yeah. Well, there yeah. is work There's no working through that. But put, no. yeah, but put, your, put your head down and bury on. You know, get through it. Yeah. And there's this kind of like attitude I think that comes with that kitchen culture yeah, that's bred within there. Is like you know, there's I no mean, time the, for complaining. At
3: the time, I had to put my hand above a, a sous chef who's been with me almost since the beginning. on a young woman, and I just had to sit down and say. We're in trouble here. Well, yeah. Yeah. we're in trouble here. And, you know, there was nothing wrong with the business. The business is fine. Yeah. The sun gets up in the morning and runs around the garden with his yeah. tractor. And everybody's well and healthy, but I'm not. Everything. Yeah. It's this black hole that's coming down the line, you mm-hmm. know? It's like yeah. the apocalypse is coming and yeah, can't get out of that, mm-hmm. you know? I just can't get out of it. and And the weird thing is that people, I think that perception is going,
1: but... There is the sense, often within ourselves, that getting you know you've reached a point of weakness if you need to get medication. But actually, there's a huge bravery yeah. in acknowledging what's up and going to your GP, the or irony seeking of... out a psychologist, and going like you know it's you have to dig deep into your reserves of bravery. Don't you to tell somebody how you're feeling?
3: The irony of of coming from a family where we have some problems with this is that everybody knows what to do okay okay everybody knows what to do everybody just says this is what you do okay these are the steps you take what what are
0: those things that you did
3: well the first thing is you talk and talk and talk and talk you talk until about you explain your fears and you know you talk to somebody in my case my mother you know i'm 37 years old my mother's now 70 but she's seen all this Yeah, yeah 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 um and you talk first and you explain your fears and She'll never say, well, you're being unreasonable, you know, or mm. whoever that person is, be it your friend, the psychologist, mm. they'll never say, you're being unreasonable. Then they, then she might say, look, this is not something I can really help you with. Mm-hmm. The next step is this. Yeah. Yeah. And then we take the next step together and we talk some more and we get medicated. And the prob- my so, problem was... So who did you go to then in order oh, to... Oh, G- yeah. we went to the GP first okay. and, then, and then we went on from there.
0: And um, I suppose your experience with poor mental health has that made you more aware of how the work environment that you've been in for years uh, has contributed to that.
3: One hundred percent. And I wonder you know I mean?
0: have you have you made any changes in your kitchen to help with, promote? Well, within
3: that? our kitchen, well, certainly within our kitchen, the culture is very different because I'm obviously at the front of the front of the culture and and I drive the culture. And I'm obviously I I try to keep myself fit. I'm obviously a parent so therefore. Like my 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 goals and ambitions for myself and for and my ethos on life generally it's very different. It's not the young guy, mm-hmm. you know, who wants to go out every weekend. Mm. It, and I guess around me, I try to put in a kitchen. Well, I don't try. I do. I insist that we put in a kitchen where we talk to each other about problems. And I don't mean mm. they tell me what their problems are at home. But if there's a problem in the kitchen, we talk it through. We ask what the solution is. And we just move forward. There is no roaring show and showin'. I'm not able for that. I don't want to do it. You know, yeah. but I do think that culture has changed enormously. I think there's been an enormous shift in culture within kitchens, and there has to be. You know, there absolutely has to be. I think I came up, and there's no excuses for it. I came up in a bullying culture. Definitely, yeah. one kitchen I spent my time in was a bullying culture, and you have a choice when you leave that kitchen. Is this how I continue, or do I? Or is this not what I want? I did the myself? same.
0: That's time, yeah. something you
1: really have to think about because yeah. your training is—it's almost unconscious by the time you're finished it, you know. And yes. those things are kind of bred into you. Those yeah. It feels like everything.
0: When I was when I was a young chef, yeah. it felt like everything was to be at that level and to yeah. be working at that and to have that's how you plates do a kitchen. That that's it. That's, that's the job. That's, and that's what you, a kitchen is. For you need to get not get that level uh, or to not be able bit, to take that. Bullying, yeah, and 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 at the end of all the bullying, and at the end of a horrible service where somebody was just like at you and at you and at yeah. you and at you. At the end, they go, actually, that's only service, yeah. Do you yeah. know? And, and, the, and they're really absorb absorb that. You know, it's, But yeah. like, there's this, there's this thing where, like, there'll be, like, I remember there was this one time and I was just being gone at, and it was my second last day in this place, and he was just laying into me, and uh and there was there was that moment where I just stopped and I could, like, it was just white noise all around me because he was just like. I can't, don't know what to say apart from being gone at me but I was just being bullied consistently mm. for the entire day and there was not relenting and it was in the middle of service and I was like so stressed that it, I, oops hit the mic everything just became like white noise and you can't see anything then you just stood there yeah. just stood there like a deer in the headlights while this guy kept going and then at the end of the day he was like actually that's only service and it's really actually. wonder you're not attracting like,
3: young people to this yeah, business yeah. Yeah. exactly God, you know, bad
1: pay bullying gutter,
0: bullying, really yeah. long hours God, really selling it physically yeah.
1: killer but yeah. it's changing, right, guys? I no, don't know it. if it's changing. I, it I it was is in some places, and it's not in others. I spent time time in a really high rest, high end restaurant in Dublin, and I was so gobsmacked by the behaviour. I mean, I knew what to expect, but yeah. still, at that, the reality of it was one of the most shocking couple of weeks of my life.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, the pressure is enormous at that level yeah. too. You know, I mean, yeah. that's not that's not to that's, that's an not to belittle. No, no, no. no, I'm not offering it. I'm not offering it as an like excuse. <laughs> the, the
1: intensity and speed. And urgency and the curt communication, I think, totally makes sense. And that's how we work, to yeah. be honest, even at the Fumbly. Like, I can be really blunt and direct, and I know I've been you're communicating, of being it's a pain in the arse mm-hmm. and being too blunt. And I understand that. But it's like, in certain kitchens, it's like homophobic abuse or racial abuse Sexually, or just yeah. sexual yeah. harassment. Like, totally unbridled, unchecked, yeah. abusive behaviour. Day in day out, I saw it in loads of restaurants in the states as well. When I was doing different J ones and stuff, and it's just like, I have, it's but so I have, unacceptable. I have
0: friends working in you know, you know, top level, really uh, incredible kitchens, and their head chefs have gone out in the world and said, "We're creating a new culture. This is yeah, all about so like encouraging our staff and doing <laughs> this, and we're like this. This bullying ends here and mm. now, yeah. and like." That's such bullshit. These same people who are out there paying lip service, it, oh. paying lip service to all the, like, they're going around the world um, to all these kind of festivals and they're talking to the New York Times and, and everybody because they hear shit. Bullying and, and, yeah. and then bullying stagiaires <laughs> and bullying their sous chefs and bullying, and like, mm. so there's the, well, the sous chefs and then the chef de parties. The chef de parties are the ones who really, really get, get it. it. Yeah. And so there's one guy who went in there and he was there for three months and then he was just removed from it you know he, he just mm. couldn't hack that he was already working at a really high level but it was just the culture was still bullying this is the same kitchen which I won't be saying the name of but it's yeah. the same kitchen where by head Jeff is out there in the world being like Shaking hands it's eyes. ended yeah. no, it's, it is. Yeah. you know uh, this is the new kitchen culture we're encouraging our staff so they can stay here with us for a long time we're concerned about their life outside of work oh. the, the industry has busy.
3: no right to complain about staff shortages. You, know, no, really exactly you know it's a it, hostile industry yeah. it is a hostile yeah. industry and I think in terms of of attracting people to it and of protecting people that were are within it. Mm. There has to be this conversation amongst like it has to be down to restaurant owners now to put their foot down and say, Okay, you know, we, we, we just can't continue with this. It 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 you can't have a consistent business without consistent staff. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Because yeah. I run a business that is relatively consistent. Yeah. I have the same people with me. I have two of them with me since we opened, you know? Yeah. And that's down to talking to each other, not roaring and shout. We don't roar and shout. I'm roaring and because I'm not allowed. Yeah. Not good. Co- well. No, obviously, because I don't want to, but we're just not allowed. You've made we the just, rules, so you're not well, allowed. We just, yeah. we just don't, because my wife won't allow it, yeah. and I won't allow it. and of course you get upset with things, you know, that's like, you know, it's yeah. not, yeah. we don't, it's not, it's not, without, it's, either, not without, you know? it's
0: not without conflict. It's not yeah. without I mean, conflict. Yeah. <laughs>
3: of not, course, and sometimes,
1: like, a look is as much as a shake. <laughs> yeah, I <have> yeah. A, <laughs> I, well,
3: <laughs> honestly, what we've you learned know, to do, yeah. or certainly what I've learned to do, and, and for better or worse, in that industry, or business, is if somebody's not working out, Rather than roar and shout, they just go. And mm-hmm. that's yeah. you know, we don't we have a conversation about that. It's not always Sometimes a, play. You know it's not always a nice conversation. Yeah, for but sure. We we don't we don't roar and scream at people. We just say, Look, yeah. this is not for you. Mm-hmm. Thanks well, very mean, much.
1: We interviewed um Cole Campbell last week who's the managing director of Beauties and Grafton Street and his family owned you know and he just kind of he said proudly as he should say he said it, we've a no shouting kitchen and mm-hmm. I was like that's great and I was like oh my god this industry is so bananas that that's that's yeah. your bragging right a badge yeah. of honour yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the same where we work and the same where you work we're like yeah. we are among this unusual group of yeah. kitchens that don't, where people don't scream yeah. at each other no it's we don't exploring. of course we are, we're under pressure yeah.
3: sometimes and there's exchange of course I'm of course, not I'm not standing here with the, yeah you know but I also think that, put my halo out that there, you
0: know? from your from your perspective you have a valuable perspective as a business owner and as a head chef uh, in that you can create a work environment knowing empathetic. how poorly it affects you and be empathetic Empath-
3: like, empathy 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 people yeah. have lives outside your business yeah. you don't yeah. know what's happening with their lives outside your business yeah. and that's really the way I approach all our problems within mm-hmm. our business particularly because I have problems outside my business. Yeah, you know, uh, and I don't know what's happening with people. I don't know how I, how people are hurting in one way or another, and I just have to approach it that way all the time. Now I have to run a business too. Yeah, but that's that's how we approach every other issues in our business. Is yeah. that people? There's something happening with somebody outside of our. Yeah. life. you know, yeah. this isn't the be all and end all. It's our be all and end all, but it's not theirs, You yeah. know,
1: and like I suppose there's amongst it, within old school kitchens, there is a perception that to get things done and Get it done efficiently, you have to be a hard ass, you just be organized. I was just gonna say, like, yeah. what's your key? You're absolutely right because, like, so many hard ass kitchens are actually chaotic in a way, yeah. you know. There's just people are too scared to work effectively, and just people coming and going, people coming really and going all the time. And there's and no handover cycle. of knowledge, <laughs> yeah, and it's well, that's not, a cycle, you know, too. It's just yeah.
3: like I was in, I've been in two long term, two star kitchens, yeah, one as a, at a senior level and one at a junior level, one of them in the UK. And I was there for three and a half years. So it's not like I had a bad mm. time there. Uh, everything's speed, Everybody's organised. Yeah. Everybody knows what they're doing. Yeah. And that's it. The other one is... Oh, we do it by love and by passion, and it's carnage. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, <laughs> we know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can't run everything on love and passion. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got to write some things down. <laughs> and that's, you hear that, Yeah, 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 yeah. And, that, uh, and that's what was really for me is the key difference. in, yeah. in treating people well or not. It's just organisation. It's like
1: my mom used to always say when I was at school, and it drove me nuts. But she was so right. was like, mm-hmm. there's freedom and discipline. I was like, stop racking my head, woman. There's freedom, there's and, freedom discipline. and discipline, and this was her mantra because I was a really. Painful. <laughs> <was, laughs> <laughs> 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 I'm eating my fist here saying it, but she was she was spot on. Like yeah. I'm organized now for the first time in my life since yeah. I started working as a chef. Yeah. I've started keeping notes of things and keeping things in one place and everything's not just in my head. I'm not and there it's yet. Sort of magic.
3: Well they don't it's stay in, in your thing. head, that's the problem. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm getting real uh, old uh, now. I can't remember anything. Well no, I just think the the key, for us the key to it is the key to watch looking out for people, you know. It's yeah. like we've had this perceived trauma anyway and, and and you know you just don't know what's happening with people you can't treat people poorly outside the door so why could you you know what on earth gives you the right because the yeah. money is so poor you know yeah. for, at that level at that mm-hmm. young level and it is and that's just the reality of yeah. running a food business a food business where everything's
1: manual and wildly expensive of, to yeah. run yeah. and
3: it, and you know they still work long days yeah. in our kitchen there's no I don't you know I don't pretend that we don't I'd love to get it to a four day work week but yeah. it's not a financial reality at the mm-hmm. moment you know and but I think that's the uh, is, is definitely the way forward a business that really can provide you know at, at, from sous chef upwards you know it provides reasonable salary but below that you, you've just got to be empathetic with people and you've got to offer them something else so in our case we try to offer them time you know we give them all this time off as much as we can and we're closed Sunday, Monday so no one's ever asked to do an extra day we close for four weeks holidays a year and that's as much for my own head as everybody else's more so for my own head than anybody else's but I think in in terms of the the mental health issue in kitchens I, I think that if kids are afraid to speak up then we've lost this battle you know yeah. we mm-hmm. really have it, it, it's so important as i said that the first step was to talk and talk and talk and talk to somebody who will listen and not judge and then obviously my position is different i had to talk to the staff yeah. i had to tell them because i was being unreasonable yeah uh, at the time i knew i was you know nothing was right you know yeah. nothing was Everybody's against you and then you say, no, oh, Jesus, this is ridiculous, you know, and even to recognise that it is ridiculous is, is a victory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, to recognise that there's a problem was a victory. So the key really is to communicate and to, to allow a space where people f- feel don't feel afraid to communicate. Yeah. And that was the key to me helping myself. I think it's the key to everybody else helping themselves. Okay. Yeah. So the first,
0: the first step to doing that. If, so if there's somebody listening in now who's kind of like uh, having something ringing true with what you're saying, you think that the first step that they should take is to
3: communicate. Talk, talk, talk. Yeah. You know, you don't like, pick somebody. So there could be Samaritans
0: or AWARE or AWARE AWARE. Or or a Samaritans or
3: a Ware or whoever. Or their GP or their GP yeah. Go to your GP. Because yeah, we don't always
0: have a loved one that we can talk to no. immediately like yeah. that. No, you know?
3: I, I think, well, even, even, even before the likes of the Samaritans, or the, you know, hopefully, you know, you get to it before that. Talk to your, somebody you know who's just not going to judge you, you know. Mm. This is the most important thing. Somebody who's going to listen to you empathetically and maybe if they don't have the answers, they can certainly point you in the, the direction. The you know, GP, of course. Yeah. But if you have a trusted GP, uh, someone you've known for a long time, that's ideal. They don't are all like that. You yeah. know, that was my that was my experience of it, you know. We're like, this is my problem, and this is what I... Oh, no, 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 do this. I'm like, no, that's not one of them, you know. Yeah. I guess they're the GPs, they have the answers, but I didn't feel they did at the time.
0: Yeah. But And you use exercise and diet for managing? Them. Oh, exercise, <laughs> okay. exercise,
3: exercise to a fault. Okay. You know, I mm. run miles and miles and miles, and that helps, you know, yeah. it helps yeah. usually. I, I have to be in a certain condition when I get to work every day. I can't... It, it, I can't stand here and, and say that you know I treat everybody well if I don't show up in a good mood and happy every day and I have to do that I have mm-hmm. a three year old son who I live for and I have to be in the same condition for him every yeah. day you know he's in the same condition every day he's mm-hmm. happy no matter what Yeah. you know so lucky boy <laughs> lucky. so yeah. we have yeah. now it's great to be three I wish I was yeah. um, <laughs> I, I I, you know it's very important to me that I, I keep my head space where it is you know and yeah. it drifts terribly yeah, you know, yeah. It yeah. It's, a, it's a constant thing mm-hmm. you know it's not it's that's my oh, upkeep
0: f- then it's not like this is a this oh th- yeah
3: no yeah. you
1: don't like you said there's no pill and then you're just fixed and that's no, the rest of your life and <laughs> and it's cyclical. You, you know it's
3: cyclical yeah. you, it, yeah. for me it's exercise I can't drink alcohol mm-hmm. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. can't. you know I just can't you know for a number of reasons I don't have time in my week anymore yeah. which yeah. is bit of a pity it's just uh, not worth it though I find but it's not so and, it's not and, it. and um, yeah. I can't drink alcohol I and mean, I have to and there are life decisions that I've made and I have to make them and that's yeah. that I have no choice you know yeah. and they're not bad life decisions either oh, yeah. yeah. the benefits are huge yeah. the yeah. benefits are huge yeah. for me and, and again I've got a wider we have ten staff, and you know, I I can't. I have to be yeah. there for them. You, you know, can't I be going to. on the lash. <laughs> well, no, no I can't true. be going on that. Yeah. Not only can't go on that, but it, it it requires a certain level of leadership, which is not available to me if I'm not feeling well, and that's yeah. the most important thing. Okay.
1: James, I think that anybody listening in today is just going to be really moved, but also like be able to take a lot away from this conversation. Well, I so. And I <laughs> hope if there's anybody out there who is difficult experience in a kitchen not in a kitchen anywhere in their life that yeah. they would kind of follow James' advice and talk Look, to Look I'm on Twitter at ChefJimmy81
3: send me a message yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: There's your guy Yeah Listen thank you so much James for sharing you, James. That's a really really intimate story but I think it could be of absolutely massive benefit to anybody listening mm-hmm. in and I've learned a lot from it I feel really good coming away from it Yeah. Thank, thank you, you Thank you so much James Thank, James. thank you
0: Thank you for listening into to this episode of With Relish. We would like to thank all our guests for taking time out to come on with us. As mentioned at the beginning of the show, we are a fortnightly podcast, so make sure to check out headstuff.org for our next show.
1: You can download the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn and all the usuals. If you like what you've heard, please let us know by writing us a review or following our Twitter page at With Relish Pod.